Good morning, everybody, and welcome to De Deconstructing Twitter. So this morning I get up, and I'm looking over the Twitter feed, and the first thing I see is somebody raised a Mexican flag over an ICE facility, and then they're saying, screw the troops. I have to be really honest with you. That, to me, is one of the most disheartening things I think I've ever seen. We should never allow anybody to deface or take down an American flag. And we should not, never allow anybody, period, to kneel at a uh, kneel during the uh, Pledge of Allegiance or burn a flag or because there are literally thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people that died to honor that that flag and that and that song it's not just that it's the dream that went behind it it's it's everything that came before it it's 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 your grandchildren it, it's their their eyes it's it's the love that that is with them everything all the dreams that that make their life better that could make their life better come from this this pile of bodies that they willingly gave their life so that they could have a better life. And when, when we let people do that, we take away from that memory. It, it's so sad. It, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts a lot because I personally know people that died for that flag. I know people that are crippled for that flag. It, it's not just the flag. It's the people that they, it's the people that they did it for, but still, it's a representation of what they did. Um, my father died from Agent Orange, uh, cancer from Agent Orange. Um, it was a horrible way to go. It was terrible, terrible, terrible way to go. I've seen people shot in combat. I, I've seen, and, and just, just to see some person on the internet complaining about it because... <laughs> it's terrible. That's that's unacceptable. That can't be allowed to happen. Somebody has to stop it. And don't get me wrong. I, I I feel for refugees. I feel for people that don't have what they need. I I feel for everybody. I'm, I'm probably one of the worst bleeding heart people you'll ever meet. But to allow them to deface our country and take take our our national emblems and uh, that's not okay and, and that just shows how little respect that people have for our country and that's not okay um yeah it's it's unacceptable <sighs> I, I i'll get off my high horse things like that really bother me they, they're just, it's beyond okay. I, I was actually, when I was, when I first started working, when I first got out of the military, I got a job at a plastic company down in McAllen. And this was, God, 40 years ago now. And uh, I was the maintenance manager and maintenance man at a plastics company down there. And I'd gotten out uh, with a, 
an injury. I had a TBI. At least that's what they thought. My left hand was useless, and I drug my left leg. Working on injection molding machines like that was really rough, but I did it. And my family lived in San Antonio, and uh, uh, I worked in McAllen. So I would drive down, uh, drive up on the weekends, and drive down on Sunday night. And for the most part, I would either sleep in my car, or you know, do whatever I could to stay to, to get to work. And then drive back up. And as the plant got more and more machinery, they let me take on uh, a helper. And this young guy, he was he was Mexican. He was smart. He was a smart guy, man. It was so nice to have extra help. This guy was a smart guy. And we worked together really well. And about a month into working with him, he realized that I had no place to go at night. I would stay around the plant and then I'd go sleep in my car. <laughs> so uh, he said, hey, you know, you don't have to do that. Why don't you come home and sleep on my couch? At first I thought, well, you know, I shouldn't impose. But it, the offer seemed pretty dang nice. So I ended up doing it. So I slept on this guy's couch for several months, actually. It, it was just a very nice offer. And his family was really, really nice. His wife would wake up. Wake up, wake up early in the morning and make us breakfast tacos. And I would treat us to a meal. Uh, once a week, I'd bring fried chicken home. And uh, just some of the best people you would ever meet. Uh, but even then, back then, there were a lot of illegals in McAllen. Just tons of illegals in McAllen. And, but there wasn't any problem. I mean, we had no issue with anybody. And we didn't live that that house was not in the nicest part of McAllen. It just it just wasn't. But th there was no issues down there. Not, not like not like they're talking about. There, there wasn't hordes of people trying to cross the border. There wasn't none of this stuff was happening. It it was just normal. I guess while we're talking about uh, illegals and Mexicans, I, I worked in Texas for 40 years as a maintenance manager, an engineer, whatever you want to call me. And I have to tell you, I've had a lot of Latinos, I guess that's better, work for me, work with me. I would challenge anybody in the United States to find a harder worker. And some of them I would challenge to find a smarter worker. These guys were hyper-intelligent, hard-working. I don't, I don't really understand what the problem is. I know there's tons of them trying to get across the border, and I know that there, we have issues with it. But I, I got to be honest with you. Some of these plants I worked at, we started at 6 in the morning, and we would end at midnight. And the next shift would come on. There's very few uh, Caucasians that would work that shift in Texas, in the heat, nonstop, seven days a week. It just wouldn't happen, you know. But the Latinos didn't care. And and uh, there were a few, few of us, you know, other guys that had to do it because of uh, family and the size of our family or whatever. And we did it. 
And there were some old school white guys, but old school, you know, 60, <laughs> 60, 55 that had different, different work ethics that did it. But, uh, yeah, I would challenge anybody to find a harder worker. And like I said, a smarter worker. Some of those guys, when we went to troubleshoot equipment, I wouldn't want anybody else next to me working next to me. They were just crazy good. And you know, that that means something. You you can't you can't tell me that 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 they don't have any value. Uh, uh, manual machinists. There are some of the smartest manual machinists that I I've ever met are Latino, and that takes just a huge amount of of intelligence to do. It's not a CNC machine. It's not a machine that you program and walk away from. You have to actually figure out all the dimensions and all the cuts and all the. You have to do it with your your mind. It's it's a, a difficult job. And yeah, I, I challenge anybody to find anybody better than that. Well, I guess I should wrap up because I could ramble on forever. The other thing I have to say is when somebody's paying you $14 million a year to kick a ball, when the national anthem plays, you stand up and you put your hand over your heart. You do it for your country and you shut your mouth. That's the way it should be. Amen. <laughs>